0: joining us right now is addictions researcher and experts and also an author, Mark Sheeran, joining us with WMAY. Good morning, Mark. And uh, kind of laid out there some of the some of the things people were dealing with there initially, but uh, some of the dust has started to settle now. What other health impacts have there been uh, when it comes to correlating with the shutdown, the stay-at-home orders, the shelter-in-place orders, and so on?
1: Well, I think that it's important to look at the the latest CDC numbers where you see that uh, n- about 9,200 of the 150,000 uh, deaths from COVID are, are COVID only meaning all the rest of them have underlying issues. So if we're going to look at a number of apples to apples, you have the COVID deaths at about 9,200 and, uh, and I'm not denigrating that other people died, but they died from other things, things like diabetes, pneumonia, the flu, actually, coupled with COVID. Um, so, so we need to look at that. And the overdose rate, for, for example, it, it plateaued over the last three years at about 50,000 annually for opiate overdoses. And since the lockdown, we've seen a 42% increase in overdose and that's nationwide. Now, that's nationwide. Correct. So, so when you average it out, it's going to we, – we don't know how the year is going to end, obviously, right, with the shutdowns. But, but we have never, as, as an addictions researcher, we've never seen an increase from one year to the other that steep, ever, and since we've been measuring this for the last you know, 70 years. Oh. So uh, there's obviously a correlation between the lockdowns and this massive increase. Now, to put that in perspective – the COVID only deaths are 9,200, that increase in just this small piece of our population that has a a drug problem with opiates, uh, will be an additional 20 to 30,000 deaths. So you're starting to see the unintended consequences of sequestering otherwise healthy people, um, from their lives. And, and, you know, you see domestic violence going up, you see, uh, (laughs) booze production is up 31 percent across the nation. Um, Now, some of these numbers, I'm not going to jump into the details because some of them, we have to get to the end of the year. And I believe that the shutdowns will end then. And then we can see if they go back down and or how they how they actually pan out. But what we've seen so far is dramatic increases in these areas. Suicide rates are up 11 percent and 21% in other states. Um, you know, so so there was the National Alliance on Mental Illness hotline, they've had a 65% increase in calls and emails since March. Um, that's massive. That's massive. So we're seeing that uh, people are struggling uh, being isolated, and, and we also have a situation in our culture where we equate stress with substance use and other behaviors. There are cultures where they don't do that and they don't seem to have that correlation because it's not a part of their belief system, but we do. And so if we believe that stress causes us to go get high or drunk, uh, guess what? Adding COVID in to the mix has caused a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety and uh, obviously mental health issues follow suit. So yeah, the unintended consequences are, are going to be massive.
0: We're talking with Mark Sheeran. he is an addictions expert and author. Uh, and we're getting a, a breakdown of some of the other uh, societal impacts from the COVID nineteen mitigation efforts. Uh, Mark, here in Illinois, uh, we're, we're in different phases. The governors laid out unilaterally uh, different phases, so we still have restrictions. Uh, the bars, for instance, uh, they they can't have uh, indoor service in a couple of uh, quadrants or sectors of the state. Uh, you can't have indoor restaurant service in s- certain sectors Of the state, Um, other places they can have service indoors, but of course it's uh, you know social distancing, spacing, and whatnot. So there's still restrictions on uh, business operations here in Illinois. That's causing uh, impacts on job creators and so on. Is is that is that something that that could lead to somebody, uh, sadly? um, taking drugs and, and overdosing on drugs if, if they have uh, job problems, if they're you know not able to pay their bills, or uh, is it a lack of uh, getting to, to proper medical care for certain debilitating conditions? Or uh, what are some of the factors that lead to people uh, other than maybe depression or, as you said, that kind of culture of, well, I'll just go get a drink and all my problems will go away? Uh, what are some of the other reasons well, why people go to uh, narcotics like opioids?
1: Well, I, I'm going to give a simple answer, and that's they like it because they believe they need it to be happy. And and what we're talking about, and that's way oversimplified, but but we have limited time. So if somebody is in a state of general unhappiness, but in this case, it's acute unhappiness. I mean, yes, you take away a man or a woman's livelihood, with, where they feel as if uh, this isn't going to end. That's Really, part of the problem that the goalpost keeps getting moved. You know, in we're in New York and we're in Upstate, but but you know they've they've sort of put blanket policies across the state here, and every other day Cuomo was changing the goalpost. And there's a feeling of absolute hopelessness when you do that. Um, eventually, people start giving up, and they believe this is the new normal. Um, when that takes place. You create hopelessness when you create hopelessness with somebody that takes drugs for their happiness um, you 're going to see a massive increase in their use um, it 's killing people let's let 's put it straight it 's literally a one to one correlation killing them so uh, it 's not a small point but people people in power tend not to look at these things it's it 's whatever's right in front of them and you have to understand also we 've never Quarantined a healthy population that's this is a new practice for whatever reason and i'm not going to get into the to the politics of it because i i'm not the expert in that arena but but the policy is questionable right from the beginning
0: do you fear that um, this type of thing is going to happen again if we have i don't know a peak flu season or if we have uh, another uh kind of coronavirus uh, that might surface that's a, a novel virus
1: well, obviously, this is my opinion, but the answer would be yes. I mean, they've been able to control people's lives to a degree that we've never seen in America, um, and politicians love to control. I, you know, I know, and I'm not being, you know, negative about it. It's just the reality of history, if you understand history, and um, if they're ignoring, you know, all of these dire things that are happening, not like they don't know. I mean, there are people reporting on this, so they know, but they don't care.
0: Well, and and I was gonna ask, do sort of a you, scary you, situation. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think uh, public health officials that have been really um, adamant in giving us the, the positivity rate, the number of COVID-positive patients, the uh, daily death toll, uh, and so on, do you think that they have uh, neglected to highlight the significant uh, public health impacts in other areas, like child abuse, like domestic abuse, like drug overdose, like uh, suicides?
1: I I think that they were hit with something that they weren't prepared for and nobody was. So to be fair, I think on the front end, uh, there was panic and, uh, and, uh, and I, it's, it's sort of a strange thing because we've had plenty of other flus and, and these types of things come sweep through our country. So why this one freaked everybody out is anybody's guess. Um, so I, I think that they they on the front end reacted. There wasn't much thought given to any of this, but now that we know, we should be changing policy immediately because people are dying at a greater rate than COVID. Right? I mean that it just doesn't make sense. And the fabric of our, our economy it'll take it'll take years. There's the greatest transfer of wealth uh, in the history of the country has happened. Um, the disparity between poverty and the rich grew quicker during the pandemic than any time in history. Um, there's some real serious issues about this policy of locking people away and taking away their livelihood. And, and these are families. I mean, these are people that, that have restaurants. That have, The gym industry is destroyed in New York, you know, gone. Um, most of New York is still a ghost town. Uh, it's It's bizarre. It's just downright bizarre. So I think that, that shows like what you're doing need to happen more right now and so we can save some lives.
0: Mark Sheeran, he is the author of The Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap. Where can people find your book?
1: At thefreedommodel.org or Amazon or any book retailer. And our helpline, if you have an addiction and you want to go away to maybe our retreat or Get private instruction from home is 888-424-2626.
0: Mark Sheeran, thank you so much for taking time with us and breaking that down. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch, all right?
1: All right. Thanks, Greg. Take care.